Blog Talk Radio. The Bible says my king is a seven-way king. He's a king of the Jews. That's a racial king. He's a king of Israel. That's a national king. He's a king of righteousness. He's a king of the ages. He's a king of heaven. He's a king of glory. He's the king of kings. And he's the Lord of lords. That's my king. Well, I wonder, do you know it? David said, the heavens declare the glory of God. And the firmament showeth his handiwork. My king is a, is a sovereign king. No means of measure can define his limitless love. No far-seeing telescope can bring into visibility the coastline of his shoreless supply. No barrier can hinder him from pouring out his blessings. He's enduringly strong. He's entirely sincere. He's eternally steadfast. He's immortally graceful. He's imperially powerful. He's impartially merciful. Do you know him? He's the greatest phenomenon that has ever crossed the horizon of this world. He's God's son. He's a sinner's savior. He's the centerpiece of civilization. He stands in the solitude of himself. He's august and he's unique. He's unparalleled. He's unprecedented. He is the loftiest idea in literature. He's the highest personality in philosophy. He is the supreme problem in high criticism. He's the fundamental doctrine of true theology. He is the coral necessity for spiritual religion. He's the miracle of the age. He is the superlative of everything good that you choose to call him. He's the only one qualified to be an all-sufficient savior. I wonder if you know him today. He supplies strength for the weak. He's available for the tempted and the tried. He sympathizes and he saves. He strengthens and sustains. He guards and he guides. He heals the sick. He cleanses the lepers. He forgives sinners. He discharges debtors. He delivers the captives. He defends the feeble. He blesses the young. He serves the unfortunate. He regards the age. He rewards the diligent, and he beautifies the meager. I wonder if you know him. Well, this is my king. He's the key to knowledge. He's the wellspring of wisdom. He's the doorway of deliverance. He's the pathway of peace. He's the roadway of righteousness. He's the highway of holiness. He's the gateway of glory. Do you know him? Well, his office is manifold, his promise is sure, his life is matchless, his goodness is limitless, his mercy is everlasting, his love never changes, his word is enough, his grace is sufficient, his reign is righteous, and his yoke is easy, and his burden is lighter. I wish I could describe him to you. He's indescribable, he's incomprehensible, he's invincible, he's irresistible. Well, you can't get him out of your mind, you can't get him off of your head, you can't outlive him, 
and you can't live without him. Yeah! 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 That's my key! All right. Amen, 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 amen. I greet you in the massive name of Jesus Christ. If you're a homosexual, my Lord and Savior, and my God, my King, my Rock, my Savior, my Redeemer, I want to welcome you all out to another edition of the Sword of the Spirit. I'm Brother Miles, and I am your host. I hope everyone has had a blessed week, and that the Most High has richly blessed you uh, during this week. If you are already entered into your uh, into your Sabbath, Shabbat Shalom to you. If you are not have not already entered into your Sabbath and you are yet still preparing, uh, I wish you the Most High speed and that you. Uh, in your preparation, and that you eat well the word of Yah this Sabbath. I want to say Shabbat Shalom to everybody out on the internet, in Power Talk, in Blog Talk, and on the internet in general. We uh, greet you in the master's name of Yeshua. We are still in the book of Genesis this week, and we'll be starting in chapter 15 and going through 20. Uh, we may do a few more depending upon the time. and. Uh, I hope you will join us uh, as we go through the Bible. Um, you know, it's always a blessing when someone says that, you know, hey, I really am giving up on Christianity and uh, throw my hands up. And for you to be able to testify and at the most I use you uh, to renew their faith and to uh, give them a heart and a mind to seek the Most High with all their heart and all their mind. That's a good day, and it's a good day, and it's a good day. Don't get any better than that. So without further ado, uh, I'm going to go ahead and play us in, and we are going to jump right on into this. So if we can uh, have the brothers to uncover their heads, the sisters to cover their heads, let us turn toward the east, toward Jerusalem, as Solomon said in his prayer to the Most High. When we were in the land of our captivity, if we would turn toward the house that he built, toward Jerusalem, and we would lift our hands and pray to him that, he would, that the Most High would hear our prayer. So, Heavenly Father, we thank you for your loving kindness and your tender mercy. We thank you for life and health and strength today. We thank you for the opportunity to once again come together and to break bread and to observe your Shabbat a day of rest that you have ordained that your people should keep perpetually throughout all time. Father, we ask that you will forgive us our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. We ask that you lead us not into temptation, but that you deliver us from evil. We ask that you hold not the iniquities of our forefathers against us, for they are all, all gone by the way of the grave, and we are still yet here, seeking to keep your statutes, laws, and commandments in spirit and in truth. Father, you have said that your people Israel have done wickedness and that they have walked contrary to you, and that you have walked contrary to, to us. And, Father, you have said that if we would acknowledge our sin, and if we would repent and turn from our wicked ways, then would you hear our supplications and our prayers. So, Father, we want to acknowledge that we have done wickedly before you, your people, and we have sinned before you. We acknowledge this sin, and we repent of it. And, Father, we ask that you would once again turn your eyes and ears back toward your people Israel, for our testimony will be to the nation that this is what happens to you when you disobey the commandments of the Most High Elohim. Father, we pray for Israel that is asleep, that you might wake them and give them an unction to come and keep your statutes, laws, and commandments 
We pray for Israel that is awake, that you might give them a meek and a humble spirit, the spirit of love, for you are love. Father, we pray for the seed of Israel, the seed of faith, the seed that you're looking for to fill your kingdom. Father, we pray that you would draw each and every person according to your perfect will. In Jesus Christ's precious name I pray, amen and amen. Uh, Psalms reading for this evening will be from the book of, uh, will be from chapter 56, the entire chapter. Um, to the chief musician upon Jonathan Malcolm, Mitchtown of David, when the Philistines took him to Gath, be merciful, be merciful unto me, O Elohim, for man would swallow me up. He fighting daily, oppresses me. Mine enemies would daily swallow me up, for they be that many that fight against me, O thou most high. Time am I afraid. What time that I am afraid, I will trust in thee. In Elohim I will praise his word. In Elohim I have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. Every day they rest my word. All their thoughts are against me evil, are against me for evil. They gather themselves together. They hide themselves. They make marks myself when they wait for my soul. Shall they escape by iniquity? In thine anger cast down the people, O Elohim. Thou tellest my wonders. Put thou my tears into thy bottle, and they, and they not in thy book. When I cry unto thee, then shall mine enemies turn back. This I know, for Elohim is with me. In Elohim will I praise his word. In Yah will I praise his word. In Elohim have I put my trust. I will not be afraid what man can do unto me. Thy vows are upon me, O Elohim. I will render praises unto thee. For thou hast delivered my soul from death. Wilt thou, wilt thou not deliver my feet from falling, that I may walk before Elohim in the light of the living? May the most I had a blessing to the reading, the hearing, the understanding, and the doing of his word. In Yeshua, precious name I pray. Amen and amen. All right. We're going to go ahead and get into the book of Genesis, chapter 15. The book of beginnings. The book of Genesis, chapter 15, starting in verse 1. After these things, the word of Yah came unto Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. And Abram said, Yah, Elohim, what wilt thou give me? Seeing I go childless, and the steward of my house is Eleazar of Damascus. And Abram said, Behold, and Abram said, Behold, to me thou hast given no seed, and lo, one born in my house is mine heir. And behold, the word of Yah came unto me, saying, This shall not be thine heir. But he that shall come forth out of thine own bow shall be thine heir. And he brought him forth abroad and said, Look now toward heaven and tell the stars, if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, So shall thy seed be. 
and he and he believed in Elohim, and he counted it to him for righteousness. Now we read about this same account. This is what the Most High is looking for, for us to believe him. What you read in this word is your introduction to him. And what you should be striving for is to have a relationship where the Most High constantly talks to you. Relationship. And he said unto him, I am Yah that brought thee forth out of Ur of Chaldees to give thee the land to inherit it. And he said, Yah Elohim, whereby shall I know that I shall inherit it? And he said unto him, take me a heifer of three years old and a she-goat of three years old and a ram of three years old and a turtle dove and a young pigeon. And he took unto him all these and divided them in the midst. He split them down the middle. Not divided them as in sheep over here and goats over here. He divided them and split their bodies in half as a sacrifice and laid each piece one against another, put the birds but the birds he divided not. And when the fowl came down upon the carcasses, Abram drove them away. And when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram. And lo, a horror of great fell upon him. And he said unto Abram, Know of a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs, and shall serve them, and they shall afflict them four hundred years. And also that nation whom they shall serve will I judge. And afterwards shall they come out with great substance. And thou shalt go to thy fathers in peace. Thou shalt be buried, thou shalt be buried in a good old age. But in the fourth generation they shall come here again. For the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet full. And it came to pass that when the sun went down and it was dark, behold, and a burning lamp that passed between the people. And in the same day, Yah Elohim made a covenant with Abram, saying, Unto thy seed have I given this land, from the river of Egypt unto the great river Euphrates. So from the Nile River to the Euphrates River. That is supposed to be all the land that belongs to Israel. The Canaanites and the Chesonites, and the Catamites, and the Hittites, and the Perizzites, and the Rephim, and the Amorites, and the Canaanites, and the Gergesites, and the Jebusites. All the land that all these people uh, possessed. It wasn't just Canaan. And so we have to know that the, this promise is to Abraham's seed, the promise of the land. This is why salvation is not tied to circumcision, because the circumcision is the covenant for the land. But we'll read that in a second. Now Sarah, Sarai, Abram's wife, bare him no children, and she had a handmaid, an Egyptian whose name was Hagar. And Sarai said unto Abram, Behold now, Yah has restrained me from bearing. And I pray thee, go in unto my maid. It may be that I may obtain children by her. And Abram hearkened to the voice of Sarah. And Sarai, Abram's wife, took Hagar, 
her maid, the Egyptian, after Abram had dwelt, had dwelt ten years in the land of Canaan, and gave her to her as a husband, and Abram to be his wife. And he went in unto Hagar, and she conceived. And when she saw that she had conceived, her mistress was despised in her eyes. So Sarah said, hey, you don't have an heir. And I went, you know, and my womb is dry. Take my handmaiden Hagar and lie with her. Take her to be your wife. And when Hagar conceived, when she conceived, she looked at Sarah and said, you ain't nobody. You might be my mistress, but I gave him children. She looked at her with despise in her eyes. And Sarah said unto Abram, my wrong be upon you. I have given my maid into thy bosom, and when she saw that she had conceived, I was despised in her eyes. And Yah judged between me and you. But Abram said unto Sarai, Behold, thy maid is in thy hand. She's still your slave. She's my wife, but she's your slave. Do to her as it pleases you. And when Sarai dealt hardly with her, she fled from her face. And the angel of Yah found her by a fountain of water in the wilderness and in the way of Shur. And he said, Hagar, Sarah's name, where camest thou? From where did you come? And where are you going? And she said, I flee from the face of my mistress, Sarah. And the angel of Yah said unto her, Return to thy mistress and submit thyself under her hand. And the angel of Yah said unto her, I will multiply thy seed exceedingly, that it shall not be numbered for multitude. And the angel of Yah said unto her, Behold, thou art with child and shall bear a son, and shall call his name Ishmael, because Yah has heard thy affliction. Now the angel of Yah is saying he's going to multiply the seed of Hagar. But it's really the most high saying this. And the angel is speaking on his behalf. And he will be a wild man, and his hands will be and his hand will be against every man, and every man's hand against him, and he shall dwell in the presence of all his brethren. And she called the name of and she called the name of Yada and spake unto her. Elohim sees me. For she said, I have also here looked after him that seeth me. Wherefore the well was called Bella Haroi. Behold, it is between Kadesh and Bered. And Hagar bare Abraham a son, and Abram called his son's name, which Hagar bare Ishmael. Now, so you know that she had to be telling me, the angel of the Lord met me out here when I was running away, told me to come back and submit myself, but you're to name the boy Ishmael, and Abram does that. And Abram was fourscore, 80 and six years old, when Hagar bare Ishmael to Abram. And when Abram was 90 years old and nine, so he before in the last chapter, he was 86 years old. Let's go back and get that again. 86 years old. Now he is 90 and 9, 13 years later. 
And when Abram was 99, Elohim appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am Elohim, I am almighty Elohim. Walk before me and be thou perfect, and I will make my covenant between me and thee, and and will multiply thee exceedingly. And Abram fell on his face, and Elohim talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be a father of many nations. Neither shall thy name any more be called Abram, but thy name shall be Abraham, for a father of many nations have I made thee. So we need to keep this in mind that many nations are going to come out of Abram, out of Abraham. Not just Israel, but the land is promised to the seed of Israel, to the seed of Abraham. And I will make thee exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of thee, and kings shall come out of thee. And I will establish my covenant between me and you, and thy seed after thee in their generations for an everlasting covenant. To be, a God, to be Elohim unto thee and to thy seed after thee. And I will give unto thee and to thy seed after thee the land wherein thou art a stranger, all the land of Canaan, for an everlasting possession. And I will be their Elohim. And Elohim said unto Abram, unto Abraham, Thou shalt keep my covenant, therefore, thou and thy seed after thee in their generations. So, here is the issue. If you know that you are the seed of Abraham, and the Most High has revealed this to you, then it is a must that you keep the Abrahamic covenant if you want to have any part of the land. And he said, this is to Abraham and his seed. In their generation. So this is actually talking about the children of Israel that are faithful to the Most High, not to the ones that are unfaithful. Our forefathers were unfaithful. He cut them off out of the land. But this is to the faithful seed. So it's important that you understand what the covenant is, where it came from, and what ties you to it. This is my covenant, which you shall keep, between me and you, seed after you. Every man-child among you shall be circumcised. And you shall circumcise the flesh of your foreskin. And it shall be a token of the covenant between me and you. So every every man, child, that says that they are the seed of Abraham, and if you be in Christ, then are you the seed of Abraham, and you must be circumcised. I hope we can hear this. When you first come to, for salvation, you're coming in, trying to come into uh, salvation with the Most High, you're not required to be circumcised for that. But then when you want to be part of the seed of Abraham in Christ, you must be circumcised because this is the covenant. 
And if you don't want to be circumcised, then you cannot be a citizen of the nation of Israel. You'll be in the kingdom in your own country, but you can't be a king and a priest in Israel because you have not fulfilled the covenant. Not for salvation, but to be a citizen and a possessor of the land in Israel. If we can understand that, it's the covenant. To give your seed this land. And he that is eight days old shall be circumcised among you. Every man, child in your generation, he that is born in the house or bought with money of any stranger, which is not of thy seed. Now, Take note of this. Every man child that is eight days old must be circumcised. Every man child in your generation, so in each generation, every generation that's born, all the men child have to be what? Circumcised. And he that is born in the house. What does that mean? That means that in those days they had servants. And if the, the and the servant belonged to you, okay, they were a member of your house, but it was not like was not like slavery. They worked for their wages, but they counted on you for their wages, and you couldn't just uh, treat them any kind of way. You had to treat them righteously. Okay, so they had to be circumcised. The soul and, uh, let's see, and, and must be circumcised, and my covenant shall be in your flesh for an everlasting covenant. Let me go back up a verse. He that is born in the house or bought with money of any stranger, if you buy somebody for money, that means that they owe you a debt and they are working off that debt. They're not free to go until if they are a man-child, man they're really, after seven years, you can let them go. But in these days, that, that law didn't exist. And even under the law, a stranger, you didn't ever have to let go. You couldn't mistreat them, but you couldn't let them go. And a woman, if she was a Hebrew or a stranger under the old law, she was never to go out. So you t- you bought her for money. She was yours. She wasn't your wife, but you could give her to your son or you could take her as a wife, which meant that you were also giving her her freedom. Okay, so bought with money of any stranger, which is not of thy seed. He that is born in thy house and he that is bought with thy money must be circumcised, and my covenant shall be in your flesh for, for an everlasting covenant. So anybody that was born to Abraham by, by flesh or he bought or they were born in his house, meaning that they came up under his authority, they had to be circumcised. They were considered to be his flesh. I hope we can hear this. And the uncircumcised man child whose soul shall be cut off from his people. He has broken my covenant. No longer 
part of the family. No longer receive the protection. You're out on your own. We don't seem to understand that we're cut off today. Let's look at what this word was in the Hebrew. Cut off. That word is karath, karath, K-A-W-R-A-T-H, a primitive root to be cut off, down, or asunder by implication to destroy or consume, specifically the covenant. In essence, make an, uh, an alliance or a bargain originally by cutting flesh and passing between the pieces. Be chewed, be pined, federated, covenant, cut, down, off, destroyed, fail, fellow. Be free, zoom down, make a lead, covenant. So the definition we would be looking for would be that they are cut down, they're destroyed, they fail. Okay. They're not in alliance with us. They're not part of the family anymore. Correct. And Elohim said unto Abraham, as for Sarai, thy wife, thou shalt not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall her name be. Now, I want you to notice what the Most High has done to both their names. He's added the hey to both their names. So it might be important if you go look up the hey in Hebrew and what it means. Rather than eight. I will bless her and give be a son of her. Yeah, I will bless her, and she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of kings shall be of her. Then Abram fell upon his face and laughed and said in his heart, Shall a child be born unto him that is a hundred years old? And shall Sarah, that is ninety years old, bear? And Abram said unto Elohim, Oh, that Israel might live before you. This is my firstborn, Ishmael, through Hagar. Oh, that I wish that he was acceptable before you, that he might live before you. Let's see what, what Elohim said. And Elohim said, Sarah, thy wife, shall bear thee a son indeed, and thou shalt call his name Isaac. Establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant, and with his seed after him. And as for Ishmael, I have heard thee. Behold, I have blessed him and will make him fruitful and will multiply him exceedingly. Twelve princes shall he begat, and I will make him a great nation. But my covenant will I establish with Isaac, which Sarah shall bear unto thee this set time in the next year. So the Muslims who... Uh, adhere to Hagar and Ishmael, I don't know why they won't go back to Abraham. There's something fishy about that. Why they will not go all the way back to Abraham. Why they start with Ishmael? Because the father of Ishmael is who? Abraham. So, really, Messiah is for them too. But the, because the Messiah is, is, is said to come out of Isaac. 
but for the seed of Abraham, which Ishmael is the seed of Abraham. So why do Muslim faith uh, Islam does not go back to that and embrace that? It's because they feel like they've been robbed of the of the uh, of the promise of the firstborn. But Elohim said no. Abraham said, "I oh, but oh, but could Ishmael be the one?" And Elohim said, "No." The Quran cannot uh, cannot, if I was a conflict with that. So it's something that really needs to be looked into because our Muslim brothers and sisters need to come into Christ and need to come into the kingdom the same way. All right. Keep going. And Abram took Ishmael, his son, all that were born in his house, and all that were bought with his money, every male among the men of, of Abraham's house, and circumcised the flesh of their foreskin in the selfsame day. And Elohim said unto them, I am, and Abraham, and Elohim said unto him, I'm sorry, as Elohim has said unto him. And Abram was 90 years old and nine when he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin. And Ishmael, his son, was 13 years old. 13 years have gone by when he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin. And in the selfsame day was Abraham circumcised and Ishmael, his son. And all the men of his house, born in the house and bought, and, and bought with money of the stranger, was circumcised with him. So Ishmael fell up under the covenant, the Abrahamic covenant. See why they want to uh, announce that on the real. And Yah appeared unto him in the plains of Mamre, and he sat in the tent. Genesis chapter 18, verse 1. And Yah appeared unto him in the plains of Mamre, and he sat in the tent of the door in the heat of the day. And he lifted up his eyes and looked, and lo, three men stood by him. And when he saw them, he ran to meet them from the tent door and bowed himself down toward the ground. Now, there had to be something awful special about who and what he was seeing for him to run and bowed himself down. So he had to already have seen the most high before to know who he was. Because Abraham was one to go kick butt and take names. Uh, you come mess with my eyes, I'll come and I'll come and take what belongs to me back. And Elohim was with him. And me and just three hundred of my men will take out the army of five kings. So for him to see this this individual and to run 
and bow himself down to him. He had to have already seen him previously. Not just heard a voice, but seen him. And said, My Lord, if now I have favor, found favor in thy sight, pass not away. Don't go to going. I pray thee from thy servant. Let a little water, I pray you, be fetched and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. And I will fetch a morsel of bread and comfort you in your heart. And after that, you shall pass on. For therefore are you, for therefore are you come to your servant. And he said, Go do as thou hast said. And Abram hastened into the tent unto Sarah and said, Make ready quickly three measures of fine meal, knead it, and make cakes upon the hearth. And Abram ran unto the herd and fetched a, a, a calf and good, uh, a, um, and fetched a calf tender and good and gave it unto the young man. And he hastened to dress it. So he said, Hey, help him make this calf ready. And he took butter and milk and the calf which he had dressed. And he set them, set it before them. So I've always had this question for Orthodox Judaism, for those who follow, uh, not Torah, but, uh, and, you know, these rabbis have come up with this, you can't miss dairy and milk. Dairy, not dairy and milk, dairy and meat. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, butter is made out of milk. If I'm not mistaken, milk is milk. And he is giving them fast meat along with some cake. How then do we come up with that you can't mix dairy? Clearly, some men that are, how shall I say it? not inspired by the spirit of the most high, but are coming out of their own mind and making stuff up. Because if this is acceptable to the most high, why would it be acceptable for us to do? Just food for thought. So he took butter and milk and a calf, which he had dressed, and set it before them. And he stood by them under a tree, and they did eat. And they said unto him, Where is Sarah, thy wife? And he said, Behold, in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life. And though Sarah, thy wife, shall have a son. And Sarah heard it in the tent door, which was behind him. Now Abram and Sarah were, were old and well stricken in age. And it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. That means that she's no longer having a, a monthly cycle. She's no longer producing the eggs, and she can no longer get pregnant. She's gone through the change of life, menopause. Therefore, Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I am waxed old, shall I have pleasure? My Lord being old also. And Yah said unto Abraham, Wherefore, or why did Sarah laugh? saying, Shall I of a surety bear a child with him old? Is anything too hard for Yah? 
at that time and at the time I will return unto thee. Seems like I did. Uh, no, I didn't. Is anything too hard for Yah? And at the time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. Then Sarah denied, saying, I laugh not, but she was afraid. And he said, Nay, but thou didst, but thou didst laugh. And the men rose up from them and took and looked towards Sodom. And Abram went with them to bring them on the way. And Yah said, Shall I hide from Abram? Abraham, the thing which I am, which I do, seeing that Abram shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. For I know him, that I that he will command his children and his household household after him, and they shall keep the way of Yah to do justice, <coughs> to do justice and judgment, that Yah may bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken of him. And Yah said, because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very great, I will go now. I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the cry of it, which has come unto me. And if not, I will know. And the men turned their faces from them and went toward Sodom. But Abraham stood yet before Yah. So this right here, and Abram is having a conversation with him. And Abraham drew near and said, Wilt thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Peradventure there be fifty righteous within the city. Wilt thou also destroy and not spare the place for the fifty righteous that are therein? So Abraham's like, hey, wait a minute. You're about to destroy both these cities. If there are any righteous people, and if there's 50 righteous people, will you not spare the righteous to this man? So Abraham is saying, hey, this is far from you to do this, to destroy the righteous with the wicked, to slay the righteous with the wicked, and that the righteous should be as the wicked, that be far from you. Shall not the judge of all the earth be right? So Abraham's like, Wow, you getting ready to destroy this place, and if there's any righteous people in there, are you gonna are you not gonna do right and, and not destroy them? And Yah said, If I find in Sodom fifty righteous within the city, then I will spare all the place for their sake. And Abram answered and said, Behold now, I have taken upon me to speak unto Yah, which am but dust and ashes. Peradventure that there shall lack five of the fifty righteous. Wilt thou destroy all the city for a lack of five? And he said, If I find forty and five, I will not destroy it. And he spake unto him yet again, said, Peradventure, there shall be forty and five, forty found there. And he said, I shall not do it for forty's sake. And he said unto him, Oh, let not, the, let not Elohim be angry, and I will speak. Her adventure, there are 30 be found there. He said, I will not do it if I find 30 there. He said, Behold, now I have taken upon me, speak unto thee, unto Elohim, her adventure, there shall be 20 found there. He said, I will not destroy it for 20 sake. 
And he said, Oh, let not the let thy Elohim be angry, and I will speak yet, but this once. Peradventure ten shall be found there. And he said, I will not destroy for ten things. And Yah went his way. As soon as he had left communion with Abraham, and Abraham returned unto his place. So the Most High had to find ten righteous people in both these cities. And if you don't find ten righteous, you're going to destroy the whole place. Both of them. Genesis chapter 19. And there came two angels to Sodom at evening. So the two angels go out before Yah. And there came two angels to Sodom at evening, and Lot said, In the gate of Sodom. And Lot, seeing them, rose up to meet them, and he bowed himself with his face toward the ground. And he said, Behold now, my Lord, turn in, I pray you, into your servant's house, and tarry all night, and wash your feet, and you shall rise up early, and go on your way. And they said, No, but we will abide in the street all night. And he pressed upon them greatly, and they turned in unto him, and entered into his house, and he made them a feast, and did baked unleavened bread, and they did eat. But before they lay down, the men of the city, even the men of Sodom, surrounded the house, both old and young, all the people from every quarter. And they called unto Lot and said unto him, Where are the men which came into thee this night? Bring them out unto us, that we, that we may know them. And Lot went out of the door unto them and shut the door after him. And I said, and said, I pray you, brethren, do no, not so wickedly. Behold, now I have two daughters which have not known man. Let me, I pray you, bring them out unto you, and do you to them as is good in your own eyes. Only unto these men nothing. For therefore, for therefore came they under the shadow of my roof. So when you first read this, you might think that the people just want to be introduced to the angel. But then when Lot offers his daughters, you know that the way they want to know these men is not like, hello, my name is John, how you doing? Welcome to our city. It's like, my name is John, and I want to be with you. And they said, stand back. So the angel says, stand back. And they said again, this one fell, no, not the angels. And they said, stand back, and they said again, this one fellow came in to sojourn, and he will, and he will need to be a judge. Now will, we deal with, now will we deal worse with thee than with them? And they pressed sore upon the man, even Lot, and came near to break the door. So they're going to break in Lot's house and take these men out. Wicked men. And they're men, and they want to lay with another man. The man put forth his hand and pulled Lot into the house to them and shut the door. So this angel, and calling him a man, pulled Lot back into the house, and they smote the men that were at the door of the house with blindness, both small and great, so that they wearied themselves to find the door. 
So can you imagine you're trying to get in some place and all of a sudden you can't see nothing? And the man said unto Lot, Hast thou here hast thou here any besides son in law and thy son and thy daughter? And whatsoever thou hast in the city, bring them out of this place. For we will destroy this place, because the cry of them is waxing great before the face of Yah. And Yah has sent us to destroy it. And Lot went out and spake unto his son, son-in-law, which married his daughter. Now he had two daughters, and we're going to find that out later, because they, they believe that everybody's dead and they speak a lot. But uh, so Lot and his wife, two daughters, that's four people, and the two son-in-law. That's six people, okay? And the most I said he wouldn't destroy them. He found five. And we're going to find out not all five, not all of them want to go. And Lot went out and spake unto his son-in-law, which married his daughters, and said, Up, get you out of this place. For Yah will destroy this city. But he, but he seemed as one that mocked unto his son-in-law, unto his son-in-law. But they thought he was joking. And when the morning arose, then the angels hastened Lot, saying, Arise, take thy wife and thy two daughters, which are here, lest thou be consumed in the iniquity of the house. So Lot and his wife and his two daughters, the sons weren't considered to be righteous, the son-in-law. And while he lingered, the men laid a hold, laid hold upon his hand, and upon the hand of his wife, and on the hand of his two daughters. And Yah being merciful unto him, and they brought him forth and set him without the city. So the Most High could have destroyed Lot because he only found four. Lot and his wife and what? Two daughters. And it came to pass when they had brought them forth abroad that he said, Escape for thy life. Look not behind thee. Neither stay thou in all the plain. Escape to the mountains. Least thou be consumed. So whatever is coming is going to consume everything in this plane. So stay in the plane. So stay, you know, uh, in this valley or whatever. To get into the mountains. And I said unto them, Oh, not so, my 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 Lord. Behold, now thy servant has found grace in thy sight. And thou hast magnified thy mercy, which thou hast showed unto me in saving my life. And I cannot escape to the mountains, and I die. So Lot said, hey, I can't go in the mountains because, number one, I've got my wife and, and my two daughters. All of his possessions are where? In Sodom and Gomorrah. His maid servants, his men servants, his cattle. Remember, uh, on last week when we read, before Abraham and Lot, when they dwelled together, their riches became so great that they couldn't stay in the same place. And Lot went into the plains of the city to, to stay. And Abraham looked north, south, east, and west. And the Most High said, I'm going to give you all of this. But he went to the west, I believe. So he had great possessions. Now it's just he's getting out, and it's just him and his wife and his two daughters. And that's all he's going to have left. Behold, now the city is near. Flee unto it. Flee, uh, flee, uh, behold, now this city is near to thee. Flee unto it, and it is a little one. And, oh, let me escape there. 
It is not a little. Uh, is it not a little one? And my soul shall live. And he said unto him, See, I have accepted thee concerning this thing also. That I will not overthrow this city. I'm going to destroy these great two cities and this little city that's in the plain. I'm not going to destroy it for your sake. Hurry, escape there, for I cannot do anything till thou be till thou become there, or till thou get there. Therefore, the name of the city was called Zoor. The sun was risen upon the earth when Lot entered into Zoor. Then Elohim rained upon Sodom and upon Gomorrah brimstone and fire from Elohim out of heaven, from Yah out of heaven. And as he overthrew those cities and all the plains and all the inhabitants of all the of the cities that which grew upon and that and that which grew upon the ground. Anything on the ground was consumed. But his wife looked back from behind him and she became a pillar of salt. I told you not to look back. And you look back and that showed that she was loving those cities more than she was loving getting uh, saved. So she turned to a pillar of salt. Abraham got up early in the morning to the place where he stood before God. And he looked toward Sodom and Gomorrah and toward all the land of the plain and beheld and lo, the smoke of the country went up as the smoke of a furnace. So this place is just on fire. And it came to pass when Elohim destroyed the cities of the plain that Elohim remembered Abraham and sent Lot out of the midst of the overthrow. And when he overthrew the cities in which Lot dwelt, and Lot went out of Zor and dwelt in the mount and his two daughters with him, for he feared to dwell in Zor, and he dwelt in a cave, he and his two daughters. And the firstborn said unto the younger, Our father is old, and there is not a man in the earth to come in unto us after the manner of all the earth. Now, kind of real wicked of his daughter. The firstborn said unto the younger, Our father is old, and there is not a man in the earth to come in unto us. After the manner of all the earth, come, let us make our father drink wine, and we will lie with him, that he may preserve seed, we may preserve the seed of our father. So they're trying to preserve the seed of their father. Um, how could this seed can preserve the seed of the father? The, son, the seed is already in the daughter, but the son... Sons are what preserve the seed of the father. So Lot was not if Lot was only going to have these daughters to begin with, and his wife was not going to have any more children, then that was it for him anyway. And they made their father drink wine that night, and the firstborn went in and lay with her father, and he perceived not when she lay down, nor when she arose. So they got him so drunk that he didn't, they didn't realize he didn't realize what they were doing. And it came to pass on the morrow that the, the youngest, behold, I lay, I behold, I lay yesternight or last night with my father. Let us make him drink wine this night also. 
and go thou in and lie with him, that he may preserve seed, that we may preserve seed of our father. And they made their father drink wine that night also, and the younger arose and lay with him. And he perceived not when she lay down, but when she arose. So they had to be getting Lot awful drunk. Thus were both daughters of Lot with child by their father. And the first one and the first one bare a son and called his name Moab. So this is where the Moabites came from, from a wicked seed. And the same father of, is the father of the Moabites unto this day. And the younger she also bare a son and called his name Benamin or Benamai. The same is the father of the children of the Ammon unto this day. So the Moabites and the Ammonites, we need to remember them as we go through the book. Because I don't think the Most High is going to allow the seed to uh, stay on the earth. Abraham journeyed from there toward the south. We're in Genesis chapter 20. And Abraham journeyed from there toward the south country and dwelt between Kadesh and Shur and sojourned, sojourned in Gerar. That is where sojourned means that he visited there. He wasn't making it a permanent, he wasn't making it a permanent encampment. The same word that he uses for our stay in Egypt the first time. There's an hour sojourn in Egypt for 430 years. Abraham's not in captivity here. Egypt was a type and a shadow of the 400 years that we would be in captivity in another land, in other nations. And Abraham said of Sarah and his wife, she is my sister. And Abimelech, king of Gerar, sent and took Sarah. But Elohim came to Abimelech in a dream by night and said to him, Behold, thou art but a dead man. For the woman which thou hast taken, for she is a man's wife. <coughs> but Abimelech had not come near her. Lord, or master, wilt thou slay also a righteous nation? So these men in Gerar, they knew the law. They knew that, hey, you don't take another man's wife. And he said, well, a righteous nation. And said he not unto me, she is, and said he not unto me, she is my sister. And she, even her, she herself said, he is my brother. In the integrity of my heart and innocency of my hands have I done this. They told me they were brother and sister. So I took her. And Elohim said unto him in a dream, Yes, I know that thou didst this in, integ- in the t- integrity of your heart. For I also withheld thee from sinning against me. Therefore suffer I thee not to touch her. Now therefore restore the man his wife. For he is a prophet, and he shall pray for thee, and thou shalt live. And if thou restore her not, know that thou shalt surely die, thou and all that are thine. So God is telling him, hey, I know that you did this innocent, and I know he told you she was his sister, and she said he is her brother. But he's my prophet. And if you don't let her go, I'm going to kill everything. 
Therefore, Abimelech rose early in the morning and called all his servants and told all these things in their ears, and the men were so afraid. Then Abimelech called Abraham and said unto him, What hast thou done unto us? And what have I and what have I offended thee that thou hast brought on me kingdom of great sin? Thou hast done deeds unto me that ought not to be done. And Abimelech said unto Abraham, What sawest thou that thou hast done this thing? And Abraham said, Because I thought surely the fear of Elohim is not in this place, and they will slay me for my wife's sake. Remember when he went earlier into Egypt and Sarah must have been some, remember, Sarah is now 100 years old or 90 years old. And she's still looking good. And the Most High has already rejuvenated her body so that she can be, what, some pregnant? These kings are still, he's still uh, sought after by men. And Abraham is still afraid that, uh, Somebody will kill him to be with her. And yet, indeed, she is my sister. She is the daughter of my father, but not the daughter of my mother. She became my wife. So she is, the, she is my sister. She is the daughter of my father, but not the daughter of my mother. So she would be like, well, she's his sister. And she became my wife. And it came to pass when Elohim caused me to wander from my father's house that I said unto her, this is, my, this is the kindness which thou shalt show unto me at every place whether we shall come. Say of me, he is my brother. And Abimelech took sheep and oxen and men servants and women servants and gave them unto Abraham and restored him Sarah his wife. So he came in there with whatever he had. The man has taken Sarah, but God said, hey, I caused you not to sleep with her uh, and to sin against me. And now the king is so afraid he's given Abraham men servants and women servants and sheep and oxen and his wife back. And Abimelech said, behold, my land is before you. Dwell where it pleases you. This is anywhere you want to go on my land, go there and dwell there. So these people were, these people feared God. They feared Elohim. And unto Sarah he said, Behold, I have given thy brother a thousand pieces. Behold, he is he is to thee a covering of the eye unto all that are with thee. And with all others, thus he will be food. So Abraham prayed unto, unto Elohim. And God healed Abimelech and his wife and his maidservant, and they bare children. So he blessed them. And Yah had had fast clothes up for Yah had fast clothes up all the wounds of the house of Abimelech because of Sarah Abraham's wife. So God was like, Hey, ain't nobody gonna be producing nothing. Not your wife, not your daughters, not your maidservants, not your men servants. I done closed up everything. Y'all is going to die out. Y'all are dead people. Now, what people have to understand is if you speak to a man of God and you go to do him wrong, 
the most high will do the same to you. And so a lot of us walking around may be wondering why we're barren, why we don't have children, why we have no offspring, why uh, we haven't fulfilled the way of life. Maybe we should look back in our past. Maybe we said something to, so, to someone we weren't supposed to say. Maybe our pride got the best of it. So there are many types of curses in the Bible that can make one barren. If your brother sleeps with your wife, Scripture says that he won't be able to have any children and she won't either. If he sleeps with her while you're still alive. But we have to be careful of these things. Visit Sarah, as he had said, and Yah said, and, and Yah did unto Sarah, as he had spoken. But Sarah conceived and bare Abram a son in his old age, at the set time at which at which Yah had Elohim had spoken to him. And Abram called the name of his son that was born unto him, whom Sarah bare to him. Isaac, Isaac, and Abraham circumcised his son Isaac, being eight days old, and Elohim had, as Elohim had commanded him. And Abraham was a hundred years old when he had when his son Isaac was born unto him. Elohim has made me to laugh, so this is all that I hear, so that all that I hear will laugh with me. And she said, who would have said unto Abraham that Sarah should have given children such? For I have borne him a son in his old age. And the child grew and was weaned. Abraham made a great feast the same day that Isaac was weaned. So, you know, what was the age back then? So if we go back and we try to look at the age of Ishmael, if we can deduce this. Ishmael was 13 when Abraham and everybody got circumcised. A year had gone by, so Ishmael has to be 14 because Abraham is 100. Now we're saying that when the baby is weaned from milk, three, five years, let's say it was four years. Ishmael would have to be about 18 years old or 19 years old, somewhere in there. But, you know, depending upon the age or depending upon the time, today he would be considered a grown man. And here comes this, here's this baby boy. Now, you know, Hagar has some, uh, she has some resentment. We have almost 14 years go by, and Ishmael is the only child. How do only child act when another child comes into the picture? I know how my daughter acts when our son came into the picture. She was angry. He's not like me. He's not built like me. And he's getting all the attention. And now I'm not getting as much attention as I used to. So there could have been some some of that going on here too. Well, when we read into the next verse, 
And Sarah saw the son of Hagar, the Egyptian, which he had born unto Abraham, mocking. Wherefore she said unto Abraham, Cast out that bondwoman and let her and her son. For the son of this bondwoman shall not be heir with my son, even with Isaac. So she saw Ishmael mocking, and he must have been mocking a thing was very grievous in Abraham's sight because of his son. Abraham loved Ishmael. And Elohim said unto Abraham, Let it not be grievous in thy sight because of the lad and because of thy bondwoman. But it's not just because of the, the boy. Abraham loved Hagar too. He said, let it not be grievous in thy sight because of the lad and because of the bondwoman. In all that Sarah hath said unto you, hearken unto her voice, for in Isaac shall thy seed be called. And also the son of the bondwoman will I make a nation because he is thy seed. It's like he's telling, you know, saying to these Muslims. And Abraham rose up early in the morning and took bread and a bottle of water and gave it unto Hagar putting it on her shoulder and the child, and sent her away. And she departed and wandered into the wilderness of Beersheba. Let's look what this word Beersheba means. Because wilderness and Beersheba, the well of an oak, Beersheba, a place in Palestine. So the word, in a sense, means a well of an oak. What does that mean? Hmm. The depth of an oak. No, there she was where she where the angel of Yah met her. Oh, this is where he's going to meet her. The sea breeze, because he makes because she's going to be out there with no water. He's going to so yeah. So the well of an oak. So really can be translated the well that this oak was made by or near. But I'm sure that it has a deeper meaning. I have to ponder on that. And the water was spent in the bottle, and she cast the child under one of the tree, under one of the shrubs. Now we say cast, that means to throw. But we know she didn't throw the child up under the shrub. So she's like, she placed him there. But he's not a child. He is um, 18 or 19 years old. So they're still considering him to be not grown. And she went and sat her down over against him a good way off, as it were, a, a bow shot. You, that's about two, three hundred yards. You can shoot an arrow. You, know, you shoot it up and it comes down. I guess it depends on how strong you are. Let's say she's a good little ways away. But she don't want to hear the boy crying. She don't want to see him die. And she went and sat down over against him a good way off, as it were a bow shot. So she said, let me not see the death of the child. And she sat over against him and lifted up her voice and wept. And Elohim heard the voice of the lad. Not her, but she's weeping, but he heard the voice of the boy. And the angel of God called to Hagar out of heaven and said unto her, what aileth thee, Hagar? Fear not, for Elohim has heard the voice of the lad where he is. 
Arise, lift up the lad, and hold him in thine hand, for I will make him a great nation. And Elohim opened her eyes, and she sat and saw a well of water. And she went and filled the bottle with water and gave the lad to drink. And Elohim was with the lad, and he grew and dwelt in the wilderness and became an archer. And he dwelt in the wilderness of Haran. And his mother took him a wife out of the land of Egypt, but she was from Egypt. And it came to pass at that time that Abimelech and Pichal, the chief captain of his host, spake unto Abraham, saying, God is with thee in all that thou doest. Now therefore swear unto me here by Elohim that thou wilt not deal falsely with me, nor with my son, nor with my son's son. But according to the kindness that I have done unto thee, thou shalt do unto me and to the land wherein thou hast sojourned. And Abraham said, I will swear. And Abraham reproved Abimelech because of the well of water, which Abimelech's children had violently taken away. And Abimelech said, I know not who has done this thing. Neither didst thou tell me. Neither yet heard I of it, but today. And Abraham took sheep and oxen and gave them unto Abimelech. Remember, Abimelech gave him sheep and oxen, and both of them made a covenant. And Abraham set seven ewe lambs of the flock by themselves. And Abimelech said unto Abraham, What mean these seven ewe lambs, female lambs, which thou hast set by themselves? And he said, For these seven ewe lambs shalt thou take of my hand that they may be a witness unto me that I have digged this well. And wherefore he called this place Beersheba, because there was because they, because there they swear, both of them, at Beersheba. Then Abimelech rose up and Bichal, the chief captain of his host, and they returned into the land of the Philistines. So these are Philistines. So the Philistines knew God at one time. They knew the law. Huh. Abram planted a grove in Bethlehem and called there on the name of Yah and, and everlasting and everlasting Elohim. The everlasting Elohim. So Abraham planted a, a grove in Bethlehem and called there on the name of Yah. The everlasting Elohim. And Abraham sojourned in the Philistine land many days. Now, I wonder where Abraham got this from, because this is something that we're told not to do. Not to grow an ashram, a grove of trees, and worship God. And it came to pass after these things that Elohim did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham. He said, Behold, here am I. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son, Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the, the land of Moriah. Get thee into the land of Moriah. Offer him this for a burnt offering on one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. So Abraham has waited a hundred years for this child. Now God is asking him, tempting him, and 
And it says, and it came to pass after these things that, that Elohim did tempt Abraham. And Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son and clave the wood for the burnt offering and rose up and went into the place which Elohim had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. It was on three days' journey. And Abraham said unto his young men, Wait here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood and the burnt offering. And laid it upon Isaac his son, and took him the fire in his hand and a knife. And they both and they went both of them together. So he gives the son the wood to carry. And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and said, My father. And he said, Here am I, son. And he said, Behold the fire and the wood, but there is where is the lamb for the burnt offering? So Abraham had already taught Isaac, and he had probably already been doing sacrifices, other sacrifices, because Isaac is aware of what's, what's uh, we got wood and we got fire. Where's the lamb? Where's the actual sacrifice at? And Abraham said, my son. Elohim will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went both of them together. Because, you know, probably if he had told the boy, son, you to sacrifice, he probably would have ran off. And they came to the place which Elohim had told them. And Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of Yah called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Lay not thy hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest Elohim, seeing that thou hast not withheld thy son, Thine own from me. <coughs> so, see now that I, I know that thou fearest God. And then he says, because thou have not withheld thy only son from me. The angel of the Lord. I have a strong belief that this is the Lord himself in this form. And the angels not just speaking on behalf of the Most High. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his horn. And Abraham went and took the lamb and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. And Abraham called the name of this place Jehovah Jireh, as it is said to this day. 
in the mount of Yah, it shall be seen. And the angel of Yah called unto Abraham out of the heaven the second time and said, By myself have I sworn, said Yah. For because thou hast done this thing and hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, that I have that in blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of heaven, and as the sands which is upon the sea shore, and the sea and, and thy seed shall possess the gates of his enemies. And thy seed shall be shall be and thy seed and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because thou hast obeyed my voice. So Abraham returned unto his young men, and they rose up and went together where Abraham dug the well. And Abraham dwelt after Jesus. And it came to pass after these things that it was told Abraham, saying, Behold, Milcah, she has also borne children unto thy brother Nahor, Huz, his firstborn, and Buzz, his brother, and Camille, the father of Aram, and Chesed, and Hazo, and uh, Hildad, and Jephthah. So will be that Rebekah, these eight Milcah did bear to Nahor, Abraham's brother. So Abraham has a brother named Nahor who has eight kids, and his concubine. Okay. A lot of people today don't like this word, and, and a lot of people today don't really understand this word in the context of the scriptures. And his concubine, whose name was Ramah, she bare also Sheba and Jamah and Tahash and Makah. So let me explain the role of a concubine in scripture. A concubine was a lesser wife. So she would have been like Hagar but she would not have been officially married. But her children would receive part of the inheritance of the man because this is the only man she would ever be with. So the concubine was never officially married to the man, but he is the only man she would ever be with. And so her, the offspring of the concubine were considered part of the inheritance. They would get part of the inheritance just like the wife, the children from the wife. And Sarah was 107 and 27 years old. So Sarah was um, 90. I go back and get that. I think she was 90 when she bare uh, Isaac. She's now 127 years old. So this is this is uh, seven years, and these were the years of the life of Sarah. And Sarah died in Kajarsabah. The same is Hebron, in the land of Canaan. And Abraham came to mourn for Sarah and to weep for her. Now, was he not with her? He came to mourn for her? And Abraham stood up from from before his bed and spake unto the sons of Heth, saying, I am a stranger and a sojourner with you. Give me a possession of a burying place with you, 
that I may bury my dead out of my sight. And the children of Heth answered Abraham, saying unto him, Hear us, my Lord. Thou art a mighty prince among us in the choice uh, in the choice of our supplicants. Bury thy dead, none of us shall withhold from thee, but thou that thou may bury thy dead. And Abraham stood up and bowed himself to the people of the land, even to the children of Heth. And he communed with them, saying, If it be your if it be your mind that I should bury my dead out of my sight, hear me, and entreat for me to Ephron the son of Zohor, that be that he may give me the cave of Machpelah, uh, Machpelah, which is, which he has, which is in the end of his field, for as much money as it is worth, he shall give it me for possession of a burying place among you. And Ephron dwelt among the children of Heth. And Ephron, the Hethite, answered Abraham in the audience of the children of Heth, even all that went in, into the gate of Nay, my lord, hear me, but still give I thee. And the cave that is therein, I give it thee. In the presence of the sons of my people, give I it thee, bury thy dead. And Abraham bowed down himself before the people of the land. And he spake unto Ephron, in the audience of the people of the land, saying, But if thou wilt give it, I pray thee, hear me. I will give thee money for the field. Take it of me, and I will bury my dead there. And he shall answer Abraham, saying unto him, My Lord, hearken unto me, listen to me, the land is worth four hundred shekels of silver. What is that between me and you? Bury therefore thy dead. And Abraham hearkened unto Ephraim, and Abraham waved to Ephraim the silver, which he had named in the audience of the sons of Heth, 400 shekels of silver, uh, current money with the merchants. And the field of Ephraim, was, which was in Melchapel, uh, which was before Mamre, the field and the cave, which was therein, and all the trees that were in the field, that when all the borders round about were made pure. And unto Abraham for possession in the presence of the children of Heth. And for all that went in at the gate of the city. So everybody knows that hey, this land now belongs to Abraham. And after this, Abraham buried Sarah, his wife, in the cave of the field of Mechelah, before Mamre, and the same as Hebron in the land of Canaan. And the field and the cave that is therein was made sure unto Abraham for a possession of a burying place. So all of Abraham's dead relatives would be taken to this place to be buried. Genesis chapter 24. And Abraham was old and well stricken in age, and Yah had blessed Abraham in all things. And Abraham said unto his elder, servant of his house, that rule over all the land he had, thy hand under my thigh, and I will make thee swear by Yah, the Elohim of heaven, and the Elohim. of earth, that thou shalt not take a wife unto my son of the daughters of the Canaanites, among whom I dwell, but thou shalt go unto my country, unto my kingdom, and take a wife unto my son Isaac. And the servant said unto him, peradventure, that the woman will not be willing to follow me unto this land, 
Need I bring thy son again unto the land from whence thou came? Do I need to take your son there? And Abraham said unto him, Beware thou, that thou bring not my son there again. Don't take my son into earth. And Yah Elohim of heaven, which took me from my father's house and from the land of my kindred, and which spake unto me, that swear unto me, saying, Unto thy seed will I give this land, and he shall send his angel before thee, and thou shalt make a wife unto my son from there. And if the woman will not be willing to follow thee, then thou, have, then thou shalt be clear from thy oath. Only bring not my son thither again. Not go, don't bring him there. And the servant put his hand under the thigh of Abraham's master and claimed the master. And the servant took ten camels of the camels of his master and departed. For all the goods of his master were in his hand. And he arose and went to Mesopotamia unto the city of Nahor. And he made his camels to kneel down without the, without the city of the well of water at the time of the evening, even the time that women go out to draw water. And he said, O yellow, O Yah Elohim of my master, Abraham, I pray send me good speed this, this day and show kindness unto thy, my master Abraham. And it came to pass And it came to pass before he had done speaking that, behold, Rebekah came out. He was born to Bethuel, son of Michal, the wife of Nabal, and Abraham's brother, with a pitcher upon his shoulder. And the damsel was very fair to look upon. A virgin, neither had any man known her. And she went down to the well and filled her pitcher and came up. And the servant ran to meet her, said, Let me, I pray thee, drink a little water of thy pitcher. And she said, Drink, my lord. And said, and she hasted and let down her pitcher upon the, her hand and gave him drink. And when she had done giving him drink, she said, I will draw water for thy camels also until they have done, until they have done drink. And she hasted and emptied her, her pitcher into the trowel and ran again unto the well to draw water and drew for all his camels. And the man wondered at her and, and the man wondering at her held his peace to whether Yah had made his journey prosperous or not. And it came to pass as the camels had done drinking that the man took a golden earring of a half a shekel weight and two bracelets for her hand of ten shekels weight of gold. And he said, Whose daughter art thou? Tell me, I pray, is there room in thy father's house for us to lodge it? And she said unto him, I am the daughter of Bethel, son of Michal, which is she, which she bare unto Nahor. And she said, Moreover, unto him, we have both straw and provender enough, and room to lodge it. And the man bowed down his head, bowed down his head, and worshipped Yah. And he said, Blessed be Yah Elohim of my master Abraham, who has not let destitute my master of his mercy and his truth. I being in the way, Yah led me to the house of my master's brother. So he don't know who's going to come to this well. Rebecca to come to the well, and she happens to be of Abraham's household, brother's household, in blood. And the damsel ran and told them, told them of her mother's house to be seen. 
And Rebecca had a brother, and his name was Laban. And Laban ran out unto the man, unto the well. And it came to pass, when he, when he saw that the, the earring and the bracelets upon his sister's hand, and when, when he heard the words of Rebecca, his sister, saying, Thus spake the man unto me, that he came unto the man, and behold, he stood by the camel at the well. And he said, Come in, thou blessed of Yah. Wherefore standest thou without? Or outside. For I have prepared the house and room for the camel. And the man came into the house, and he ungirded his camel, and gave straw and provender for the camel, and water to wash his feet, and the man's feet that were with him, and the men's feet that were with him. And there was set meat before him to eat, but he said, I will not eat until I have told mine errand. And he said, Be gone. And he said, I am Abraham's servant. And Yah has blessed my master great, and he has become great, and he has given him flocks and herds and silver and gold and men servants and maid servants and camels and asses. And Sarah, my master's wife, bare a son to my master when she was old, and unto him has he given all he had. And my master made me swear that thou shalt not take a wife to my son of the daughters of the Canaanites, in whose land I dwell. But thou shalt go into my father's house, to my kindred, and take a wife unto my son. And I said unto my master, Peradventure the woman will not follow me. And he said unto me, Yah, before whom I walk, will send his angel with thee, and prosper thy way, and thou shalt take a wife for my son of my kindred, and, and of my father's house. Then shalt thou be clear from this my oath when thou comest to my kindred. And they give not, and if they give not thee one, thou shalt be clear of my oath. And it came that day unto, and I came this day unto the well, and O Yah, Elohim of my master Abraham, if now thou be the possible my way which I go, behold, I stand by the well of water, and I shall, and it shall come to pass that when the virgin cometh forth to draw water, saw her, give me, I pray thee, a little water for thy pitcher to drink. And she said to me both. Both drink thou, and, also, and I will also draw for thy camel. Let the same be the one whom Yah has appointed out for my master's son. And behold, I had done speaking in my heart. Behold, Rebekah came forth with her pitcher and her water in her shoulder, and she went down unto the well and drew water and said unto her, Let me drink, I pray thee. And I said unto her, Let me drink, I pray thee. And she made haste. She heard and let down her pitcher from her shoulder and said, Drink, and I will give thy camels drink also. So I drank, and she made the camels to drink. Now this man had just asked the most high to give him this sign. And I asked her and said, Whose daughter art thou? And she said, The daughter of Bethuel, Nahor's son, whom a call bare unto him, and I put the earrings upon her face and the bracelets upon her hand. And I bowed down my head and worshipped Yah and blessed and blessed Yah Elohim of my master Abraham, which had led me to the right way to take my master's brother's daughter unto his son. And now, if you will deal kindly and truly with my master, tell me. If not, tell me, that I may turn to the right hand or to the left. Then Laban and Bethuel answered and said, The thing proceeded from Yah. We cannot speak unto thee. Bad or good. It comes from God. We can't speak bad or good. 
Behold, Rebekah is before thee. Take her and go, and let her be thy master's son's wife, as Yah hath spoken. And it came to pass that when Abraham's servant heard their words, he worshipped Yah, bowing himself to the earth. And the servant brought forth jewels and silver and jewels of gold and raiment, and gave them to Rebekah. They gave also to her brother and to her mother precious things. And they did eat and drink, and he and the men that were with him and tarried all night. And they rose up in the morning, and he said, Send me away unto my master. And her brother and her mother said, Let the damsel abide with us a few days, at least ten. After, she, after that she shall go. And he said unto them, Hinder me not, seeing I have prospered my way. Send me away that I may go to my master. And they said, We will call the damsel and inquire of her mouth, at her mouth. And they called Rebekah and said unto her, Wilt thou go with this man? And she said, I will go. And they sent away Rebekah, their sister, and her nurse, and Abraham's servant, and his men. And they blessed Rebekah and said unto her, Thou art our sister. Be thou the mother of thousands of millions. Wow. And let thy seed possess the gates of those who take them. And Rebekah arose on her damsels, and they rode, and they rode upon the camels and followed the man. And the servants took Rebekah and went his way. And Isaac came from the way of the well, Laharoi, for he dwelt in the south country. And Isaac went out to meditate in the fields at the evening time. And he lifted up his eyes, and he saw, and behold, the camels were coming. And Rebekah lifted her eyes, and when she saw Isaac, she lighted off the camel. For she had said unto the servant, What man is this that walketh in the field to meet us? And the servant had said, It is my master. Therefore she took a veil and covered herself. And the servant told Isaac all the things that he had done. And Isaac brought her into his mother's Sarah's tent and took Rebekah, and she became his wife, and he loved her. And Isaac was, was comforted after his mother's death. Verse 25, chapter 25. Then again Abraham took a wife, and her name was Keturah, and she bare him Zimran, and Jotham, and Medan, and Midian, and Ishbak, and Shua, and Jokshan begat Sheba, and Desdan, and the sons of Dedan were Asherim, and Leshem, and Linian, and the sons of Midian, Ephah, and Ephah, and Hanak, and Abidah, Abidah, and Eldah. All these were the children of Keturah. And Abraham gave all that he had unto Isaac. Concubines, which Abraham had, Abraham gave gifts and sent them away from Isaac his son while he yet lived, eastward unto the east country. So he gave gifts to the concubine's children and then sent them away. And everything that he else had, he gave to Isaac. And these are the days and the years of Abraham's life that he lived. A hundred and three score and fifteen years. So three score is sixty and fifteen years, seventy-five years, hundred and seventy-five years. And then Abraham gave up the ghost and died in a good old 
uh, a good old age and an old man full of years and was gathered to his people. And his son Isaac and Ishmael buried him in the cave of Nicolau in the field of Ephron, the son of Zoor, the Hittite, which, he, which is before Mamre. So Ishmael, even though he was driven out, this is why I believe that uh, Keturah could be uh, Hagar, filled with Abraham's purchase of his son. Of that, there was Abraham buried, and uh, buried, and, his, and Sarah his wife. And it came to pass after the death of Abraham that Elohim blessed his son Isaac, and Isaac dwelt by the well of Lahoroi. Now these are the generations of Ishmael, Abraham's son, whom Hagar the Egyptian, Sarah's handmaiden, bare unto Abraham. And these are the names of the sons of Ishmael. By their names, according to their generation, the firstborn of Ishmael, Nagarab, Kadar, and Adabil, and Mitzvah, and Mitzvah, and Duma, and Masah, and Hadar, and Tima, and Jethro, Nefesh, and Kedemah. These are the sons of Ishmael, and these are their names by their town, and by their city, twelve princes according to their nations. This is Elohim has said he would do for him. And these are the years of the life of Ishmael, 130 and seven years. And he gave up the ghost and died and was gathered unto his people. And they dwelt from Havilah unto Shur, that is before Egypt. As thou goest, he died in the presence of all his brethren. And these are the generations of Isaac, Abraham's son. Abraham begat Isaac. And Isaac was 40 years old when he took Rebekah, his wife, the daughter of Bethuel, the Syrian of uh, Padarium, the sister to Laban, the Syrian. And Isaac entreated Yah for his wife because he was barren, and Yah was entreated of him, and Rebekah, his wife, conceived. And the children struggled together within him. And she said, If it be so, why am I thus? And she went to inquire of Yah. And Yah said unto her, Two nations are within thy womb, and two manner of people shall be separated from thy bow. And the one and the one people shall be stronger than the other people, and the elders shall serve the younger. So the the one people shall serve uh, and one people shall be stronger than the other, so and the younger and the elder shall serve the younger. So the elder child, Esau, is supposed to serve Jacob. And when they, when her days to be delivered were fulfilled, behold, there were twins in her womb, and the first came out red all over like a hairy garment, and they called his name Esau. And after that came his brother out. And his hand took hold on Esau's heel, and his name was called Jacob. And Isaac was threescore years old when she buried him. So Isaac is now 60 years old. And the boys grew, and Esau was a cunning hunter and a man of the field, and Jacob was a, and Jacob was a plain man, dwelling in tents. And Isaac loved Esau, because he had eat of his uh, venison. But Rebekah loved Jacob. 
And Jacob sighed potted, and Esau came from the field, and he was faint. And Esau said to Jacob, Feed me, I pray thee, with the same red potty, for I am faint. Therefore was his name called Edom. I guess Edom means faint. And Jacob said, Sell me this day thy birthright. And Esau said, Behold, I am the, at the point to die. I'm faint. Edom. And what profit shall this birthright do to me? And Jacob said, Swear to me this day. And he swore unto him. And he sold his birthright unto Jacob. And Jacob gave Esau bread and potties of lentils. And he did eat and drink and rose up and went his way. Because Esau despised his birthright. Didn't mean nothing to him. For a bowl of potties. Edom means faint. I have to ponder that for a little while. Edom means faith. On next week, we will start in Genesis chapter 26. I know I read further than I said, uh, but in, you know, two hours, and I felt like reading from the word of Yah. I could still go on and continue to read, uh, take up the show, and Shabbat. We'll start at, uh, at Genesis chapter 26 on next week. Uh, dealing with Esau and Jacob and the birthright and what that means today. And we will deal with, you know, I'm going to have to pray to the Most High and uh, with this knowledge of Edom being, being faint and not necessarily red, but faint, weak, near death. The significance does that mean? May the Most High bless you and keep you is my prayer. May you eat richly from the word of Yah, the Shabbat, and most of all, give the most high his due, his praise. Messiah's precious name. Until next time, be good to one another, and Yah bless you.